Hello, 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 everyone. You are now tuning into Frida's World Podcast, a platform where women of color can have open, honest, and candid discussions about our experiences being professional women in this 21st century. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host, CEO, and founder of Frida Women NYC, a fashion brand that sets out to motivate and instill confidence in professional women through the use of fashion accessories. So if you're looking for ways to enrich your life, enhance your personal skills, or hell, if you're looking to just have a good laugh, grab a big glass of something and join on in. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we here at Frida's World Podcast and through our larger platform of Frida Women NYC want to take this month to highlight trailblazing women who have made their mark in history and in society within the realm of mental health and psychology as a whole. So this week, our Frida Women of the Week is Inez Beverly Prosser who was a teacher and a school administrator, and she's often regarded as the first African-American female to receive a PhD in psychology. So to learn more about Miss Inez Beverly Prosser, please check us out this Friday as we highlight her as on our Frida Women Fridays as the Frida Woman of the Week on our social media, which you can find on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the handle Frida, F-R-E-E-D-A, Women NYC. So I want to welcome you guys all back to Season 2, Episode 11 of Frida's World Podcast. Um, thanks again to everybody who's been supporting us thus far, tuning in, sharing, commenting. Nothing but love for you all. I do want to give a really, really, really big shout out before we go into today's discussion to my girl, Fabiola Jean, who is the founder of Propelled Media Mentorship and... It's their one-year anniversary. And so I'm really, 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 really happy for her. She's put in so much work. And I have seen this group grow from day one and to see where it is now. Um, I really, really commend you, Fabiola, for all that you've done. And I'm so happy to be part of your process as well. So again, happy birthday to Propelled Media. Um, Happy first birthday. And I can't wait to turn up and celebrate with you guys. I don't know, hopefully this weekend we'll talk about this on the side. So you guys have all uh, been watching, listening, I suppose, um, this last week as Kanye West, actually not last week, this this happened like maybe two days ago. But as Kanye West has struck again with his commentary on all things, I don't know. But recently he's been, you know, in the news all over Twitter, all over social media with his recent ramblings, um, basically stating that slavery was a choice. So everybody is up in arms. You have artists such as Snoop Dogg, you know, revoking cards. You have Chris Brown, you know, basically like calling him out. Like it's kind of really become the thing this week. And the reason I kind of bring him up, I usually don't always go into what's going on in the mainstream, especially when it has to deal with Kanye, because Kanye is always saying something outlandish. Um, I bring him up because we're in May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so, at you know, this month, especially on the podcast, we are going to try to tie that in a lot because mental health 
um, is something that I find very, very important. And I think it's something that we do not talk about enough, especially within the black community and even more so within the Haitian community, which is a community that I'm a part of. But I bring the Kanye thing up because I've seen a lot of um, comments under the Shade Room. Shout out to the Shade Room because I, I certainly am in their comments every day um, where people, you know, are just saying things like, you know, Kanye has mental illness and that, you know, he's he has personality disorders. And I think Kim K clapped back sometime last week saying that, you know what, we need to be careful labeling people um, as being mentally, you know, mentally ill and that Kanye is just a free thinker and that he's expressing himself. So I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, Kim K, you know, she's defending her man. Um I, I can't say nothing about that. However, one thing she did say really was important, though, being careful, um, being very careful as to labeling individuals as having mental illness who probably don't have mental illness. Now, to be very honest, personally, I think uh, Kanye West may have personality disorders. I mean, a lot of geniuses and a lot of very successful people are functioning with personality disorders. In fact, it might be the personality disorders that are causing their success. Who knows? However, I am not a licensed therapist. I'm just a public spectator. So therefore, you know, me diagnosing him with a personality disorder may not necessarily be, you know, the best thing. But just for me functioning in society and being and have encountering individuals with mental illness, I can probably speculate to a certain degree that he may have something. But with all that being said, I think it's very interesting how, you know, we're in a society that really doesn't uh, address mental illness, especially within the black community. But we're always so quick to identify individuals um, that ha that we think have mental illness and, and basically, uh, you know, label people as having mental illness. And I find that to be very, very interesting um, so my commentary on all of that is basically, I think we do need to be careful as to label, because I think that we kind of take away from the, you know, the movement of trying to be more transparent about mental illness and helping people get help when we kind of take it as a joke and just say that everybody has mental illness. Um, and that's something that I also have to do as well, too, because I, I feel like sometimes I, I, I do that where I'm just like, oh, this person, you know, has a personality disorder. But as funny as that can be at times, um, we do need to be careful because I think we're taking away from the larger conversation when we're just, you know, using mental illness as some sort of like fake label. Now, to move on to, you know, more important things, I guess, from Kanye West's um, recent outburst, I did want to, um, you know, talk about mental illness in you know, professional women, of course. And I know um, season one, we had Dr. Florence St. Jean, who is, um, you know, a licensed therapist. Um, and she had spoken a lot about, you know, um, mental illness within the black community and, you know, as women of color, how we experience mental illness. And so that's in season one. So you can go back in the archives and listen to that because it was very insightful. But just from my personal take, um, as being a professional woman of color living in this particular day and age, it's very, very difficult to, um, I think, you know, I don't know, 
to address, I guess, to identify ourselves as maybe experiencing some sort of mental health crisis. Um, And the reason I think that is, is because we're always on the go. There's so much that's put on us as women of color. We are the leaders of households. We, you know, we are trying to excel at work in an environment that may or may not be hostile or not conducive to us actually um, moving forward. So we have pressures at work. Um, we have pressures at home. We have pressures in society. We're everything to everyone. And so that doesn't leave much time for us to sit back and say, hey, I'm going through anxiety right now or this pain in my chest is, is anxiety. It's more so like, listen, I, I'm having a bad day. I might even be depressed, but I need to continue on with my life because if I don't, the bills won't get paid. My kids won't eat and I may not you know, excel at work. So I think because of these external pressures, we as women of color find it very hard to even take that moment to say, oh, you know, we're, we're going through something. And so if we're not able to, to identify, um, you know, and, and, and I guess figure out when we're going through something, we're obviously not getting help for it. And, you know, I am a firm believer in therapy. That's something when I was younger, you know, growing up in the community, you know, you kind of were led to believe that, you know, black people, we didn't need therapy because we went to church and Jesus was our all. And although I am a follower of Christ and I, and I love Jesus and I believe that he can do all and heal all, um, that doesn't mean that we should not go and seek, you know, professional help if we are going through things and going through things doesn't mean, you know, that you're bipolar or that you're schizophrenic. Um, that's also a misconception. And, um, for me, at least growing up that, you know, pe- only people who had bipolar um, or who had schizophrenia had to go see a mental health professional, had to go see a therapist. But in all actuality, I think everybody needs to see a therapist because they're, they're, prof- they're licensed professionals who know how to, you know, help us cope with our everyday lives. Anxiety is a, is a very real thing. And I didn't know that anxiety was actually considered a mental health issue until I would probably say recently. So for most of my life, you know, I've always been an anxious person, but I didn't, I didn't identify that as anxiety, whatever it was I was going through. I, I was just thinking, oh, you know, I'm just a little high strung. I'm a little nervous. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little out of it. Like I would find everything else to call it, but anxiety. Um, and again, that's because in our communities, we don't talk about anxiety. We don't talk about, um, you know, stress. We don't talk about that. It's kind of like, if you're stressed, get over it. Um, there, you know, you need to move on. Like it was, I don't want to say taboo, but it was just one of these things where if you even complained about being stressed or being anxious, you were being a crybaby. Like, you know, you need to just suck it up and move on. Like everybody's life is hard, but that's not the case. And anxiety, as I've learned, you know, going through law school and trying to study for the bar is very crippling. It's very, very crippling. And it manifests in everyone in a different way. So for example, when I was studying for the bar, um, I didn't have breakdowns the way my friends did. I had friends who were crying literally every single day. In fact, I think I was their mental health counselor because I was called, you know, I was talking to them over the phone and I was telling them, you know, things are going to be okay. And I was like giving them advice and strategies. Meanwhile, you know, I'm studying, I'm going through the motions. But then the night before, 
taking the exam, I like totally shut down until the morning of. My my hands were swelling. My face was swelling. Um, I was crippled. And one thing I realized about myself is that I internalize things. And so I don't process stress, I guess, normally or the way it should be processed. So mentally, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And yet my body is like, oh, that's what you think. And then it just acts up on its own. So that's how I, you know, deal with stress. And it's not a good way of dealing with stress. So I realized during that time period that I need to go to therapy and find better ways to actually manage my stress so that my stress doesn't manage me. And so that's kind of where I learned to, you know, deal with anxiety and realize that anxiety is actually a a serious thing. And so, you know, as women of color, again, you know, we we don't really engage in self-care because we don't have the time to engage in self-care. Like we will take care of everybody else and everything else but ourselves. So, in the spirit of, you know, Mental Health Awareness Month, um, I'm here to bring awareness to you all and let you know that it's okay to call out of work one day. It's okay to take a vacation. It's okay to, you know, take a personal day just for yourself. Even if you're not doing anything, just sit on your couch and watch reruns of Law & Order. Whatever it is that makes you feel better that 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 can decompress you and de-stress you um again for the longest time i felt like in order for me to take a vacation i had to go somewhere like if i'm not going somewhere then i'm not taking vacation and you know now that i've been enlightened i have taken several staycations where i'm just in my house watching tv or i'm just gonna walk to the park or i'm gonna go see a movie um you know, I've I've learned a lot in this professional woman journey um, over this last year or two, to be very honest. When I hear people say that they don't take vacations because they're dedicated to their job, you know, I feel you and to each his own. However, you're only doing a disservice to yourself and your family, because especially if this if if this. If this job of yours is not yours, meaning you're not the CEO, you're not the founder and operator, um, I guess in other words, if you're working for the man and you're killing yourself, not taking vacation, not taking self-care days, mental health days, whatever you want to call them, for to further the man's business, then you're really at a disservice. You're really like you're really taking an L, to be very honest. So, you know, for those women who, you know, you're on this, I don't know, you're on the partner track, you're trying to be like chief resident and all this other stuff. All that is great. And I understand it is hard and it takes time and dedication. And you're trying to show your bosses, show your superiors that you are committed and that you can do the job. However, I just find it very concerning that in order to show that you're committed and you are up for the job, that you have to kind of like self-destruct in a sense, because by not taking time to yourself, that's what you're essentially doing. And I've had to learn it the hard way. So I'm telling you all of this because I know from personal experience um, that, you know, if you don't take that time, the time will take you, if that makes sense. Um, I've had to take a leave of absence from work because things were just getting out of hand. And again, with my nature of just holding things in and not addressing issues, not calling out stress for stress, my body just kind of shut down. And at that point, it didn't matter what I was trying to do or where I was trying to go. I was no longer able to function. 
And it was not a good time. And I, you know, from that experience, I've learned I am taking all of my sick days if I have to. Um, even if I, you know, if I'm not 100% sick, but I'm not feeling good or I'm tired, I am taking all of my vacation days and I'm taking all of my personal days. Because at the end of the day, these days are given to you, right? They're given to you as of right, in a sense. When you sign up to work for someplace, this is part of your package. And so if this is given to me, I take that as you're giving this to me with the intention of me taking them. You're not going to give me sick days and personal days and vacation days just for the hell of it, just for me to, at the end of the year, have a full bank of sick days and personal days and vacation days just sitting around looking at me. So I guess if there's anything for you guys to take from this particular podcast, um, it's engage in self-care. Be aware of what's going on with you and not not only make yourself aware of what's going on with you, take action to help yourself. If that means going to see a therapist, which I strongly suggest, um, do so. And for those people who are like me, who don't have the time to sit in anybody's couch on a consistent day on, you know, on a weekly basis, there are so many mechanisms out there to help you deal with your anxiety, with your stress. Um, there are so many different apps out there. I, personally use this app called Better Health. It's a platform. It's and it's it's kind of like Talkspace if you guys know what Talkspace is. But both Talkspace and Better Health are platforms that are designed to make mental health um accessible. Uh, to the I, for me, I feel like it's it's perfect for the working woman, for the working man, the person who's on the go. Um, and basically, how that app works is that these are they're actual licensed um, therapists, licensed mental health professionals, and depending on what the issue is that you might have, whether it be anxiety, whether it just be somebody to talk to to sort things out, whether it just be you know you're 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 in a period of your time where you're just very very stressed and you just need to be able to figure out better coping skills. Um, these individuals are there. Um, you know, you you let the app know or the app administrator know what exactly the issue is, and they match you with a counselor. And through this app, you can text, you can call, or you can video chat. So for me, I mostly text. So you know, the counselor will you know hit me up and say, "Hey, how's your day going? What's going on?" And then I'll just discuss with them whatever's going on in my mind that day. Or if I have an issue that I actually want to address, I will bring it up and they will engage in a counseling session with me over text. And I know some people are thinking, oh, my God, that's so, you know, that's so informal. It's not personal. But you'll be surprised um, how informative and how helpful texting therapy actually is. Because when you think about it, you take some time to sit and actually articulate what it is that you want to say to this individual because it's through text and they don't know you. They don't know how you speak. So you take your time to articulate what your issue is. You send it to them. And then, you know, throughout the day, they respond to you in the same articulate manner to address what it is that you sent to them. And what I like about it is that I can often go back and read what it was that I sent. And then I can go back and read what it is, what the feedback was for me. So I can actually um, meditate even and just, you know, really uh, engage 
and really see and focus on what, you know, these issues are and what the solutions are. And then because it's through text, I can always go back and reread, um, you know, what these coping skills are, these mechanisms are. So it's very, 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 um, I don't know, it's very useful to me. And I think that it's very um, appropriate for this particular time in my life. Maybe at some point I may graduate to, you know, seeing a therapist in person. But for now, I don't have an excuse to not engage in therapy because it's literally at your fingertips. So um, I know we covered a couple of things today. Um, You know, we talked about Kanye. We talked about, you know, professional women and mental health issues and how we need to engage in self-care. And then I also gave you a solution to those of you who feel like you don't have the time to actually you know, speak to a counselor and address some of your mental health issues, there are apps for this. Again, there's it's Better Health um, and Talkspace. And there are other platforms out there too. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you have to do your research and see what's best for you. But for now, I would say that those two apps, because I've actually used the both of them, they're both equally as good. And I like, I like the way that they're managed. But definitely do your research. I know that there are a couple of other apps. There's one in particular that's, um, you know, coming out, or I think it's already out. Um, my true circle, it's more so focused on African Americans, or I think the black, you know, black people of color. Um, and you know, it's, it's there to provide access to those, um, who, you know, can't afford, um, to go to an actual therapist and sit down, um, because therapy is very expensive guys. Like an in-person session can run you minimum if you have a good copay $50 if you have insurance if not it could be up to like three four hundred dollars an hour so it is expensive and I think that's also a deterrent why people stay away from therapy but again there are these apps out there that are very very affordable I think better health might be um, or better help rather might be about like forty dollars a week and I think Talkspace might have even some cheaper plans but I say all this to say this um I don't just want to, you know, say that because we're in May um, that we want to just focus on mental health awareness and that once May is over, we're not going to talk about it again. Definitely not the case. But I do think that it's really important to capitalize on these awareness months because that's where we can start the conversation. Um, even if we're starting it for a second or third time, but it's just a time that we can reflect and kind of bring awareness and make some noise about mental health, especially in the, you know, in the black communities where it's just not talked about. And I do want to commend the media, um, there, you know, blackish has had several episodes. Um, that's the hit ABC um, sitcom which features Tracy Ellis Ross. They have done a great job in addressing mental health issues. And then the spinoff show Grownish has done a, you know, equally great job of addressing mental um, health issues with, you know, the younger generation. But I'm a big, big fan of web series. I love YouTube for this. And the web series Giants, I watch it religiously. Like I am every episode, I'm waiting for the next. I'm on it. And they have done a really, really great job of um, highlighting mental illness and mental health issues within the black community. And these are professional people. These are, you know, people who graduated college, people who, you know... um, 
I think I, I like the fact that it's addressing this particular population, this population of black educated professionals who, you know, are going through things. And a lot of times people don't think we're going through things because of the way we're able to bounce back and carry ourselves. But I really, really like the way that this particular web series highlights mental illness and mental health issues within this particular population. So if you have not checked uh, this web series out, please do so. They just concluded season two. It's available on YouTube and it's called Giants, you know, regular spelling, G-I-A-N-T-S. Definitely go and check it out. And so that's a wrap for season two, episode 11 of Frida's World Podcast. Be sure to listen to us on Stitcher, Apple, and SoundCloud. Also follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter at Frida Women NYC, F R E E D A Women NYC. And definitely, definitely take a trip onto our website, www.fridawomennyc.com, where you can find some of the latest workplace accessories. I keep saying workplace accessories, accessories in general, because you can wear them to work, wear them to church, wear them to a party, whatever it is that you like. You know, it, they're versatile enough. And you will also find our weekly blog post. Every week we post the blog. Um, sometimes it's about, you know, um, accessories. Sometimes it's about professionalism, uh, professional development, you know, things that you need to do at the job. So it's pretty diverse, the types of blogs that we post. So definitely go on to the website and check out our blogs or weekly blog posts. Um, and that's a wrap. So thanks again for tuning in to season two, episode 11, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.